Hi guys, I'm your host Elena. And I'm your host Maya. And this is The Witch's Place. Night three. So we are, per usual, exhausted. And tired. <laughs> and we were drinking coffee at like 8 o'clock at night. Yes, we were. And like crackheads. For my dinner. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah, so that's where we're at. But we're really excited to be here tonight. Running on pure exhaustion, bagels, and coffee. Yes, as usual though. <laughs> we need to start podcasting earlier, but we're so busy. I know, we just get so busy and our schedules never really align the right way. So it's always like, okay, we have to cram it in this day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but here we are, work. we made it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited. We're excited, you guys. Yeah, so I think Elena has a very fun story for us this week. I am kicking it off this week, you guys. Yeah. Um, it's Elena's world. So, okay, quick question. I love that. That's your new thing. I know. I'm going to, like, trademark that. Okay, so question. Are you a modern horror, f- horror fan or a like retro horror fan so i would say that generally i like to find a good modern flick that is like good but i find i find that a lot of them are not that great and the storyline is just predictable and that's what i don't like about them but there's a couple out there that i'm a fan of the only thing i don't like about like more retro old school horror is mm-hmm. the effects are shit oh i love it i love a good <laughs> cheesy horror movie see i want to be like really scared like oh shit but i don't like gore yeah. Yeah. I do think that a modern horror movie is typically more scary than an 80s horror movie because, like you said, the animation is far more realistic. Yeah. Do you get a thrill out of, like, being scared or do you just kind of, like, enjoy the, like, spooky aspect of, like, a lighthearted horror flick? I like the spooky aspect of, like, yeah. more of a lighthearted horror flick, like you said. Just kind of cheesy, corny, nostalgic, um, because I'm, I'm pretty dorky. But... Dude, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but um, a modern horror movie can actually scare the shit out of me. Dude, like, make me yeah. not sleep at night. Not all of them. Not all of them. I think um, the only, like, horror movie that's ever really, like, shook me... And it's not even that scary. It's The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. Stop. No, that is so scary. There's a couple movies... Uh, the Conjuring I found pretty scary, and Insidious I think is scary, but I can't really remember the plots of them. But they're mm-hmm. scary and they scare me. But Woman in Black I can like remember that movie. Yeah, that well, one scared me. And it has me. fucking Harry Potter in it, so it shouldn't have scared me the way it did. But there was something but about he was he was yeah there's spooked in that right. There was something about it, and he definitely did a really good job breaking out of that like um, Harry Potter role. Like Daniel Radcliffe is just always just Harry Potter. Yeah, but, that must be so hard for him to just yeah. be like I am Harry Potter. He really has no other identity. I mean, you brought the boy who lived to life, so you will just forever be him. I think this might be like the third episode in a row where we've mentioned Harry Potter, so... Oh my god! (laughs) Get get used to it, okay? Yeah, yeah, we we love Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh yeah, obsessed. I have a tattoo on my arm, or I had a tattoo on my arm for it, but I got it covered up, and now I have like a a shitty cover-up on my arm that I have to get removed. Your flowers? Yeah, the flowers on my arm. I don't even hate your I oh, asked. It looks like a fucking prison tattoo. It no, makes me it look. Doesn't. It makes me look like white trash. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it makes me look like trash. No, <laughs> not at all. But um, but yeah. So, 
this episode, so just kind of dive into it, you guys. So this episode, obviously, if you couldn't predict already by our banter, it's about Annabelle that inspired the Conjuring movies. Yes. So this is a good one. Um, often, all right, so just like throw this out there. I often get the Conjuring confused with Insidious. That's what I, was I can't say. Like I can't, I can't like the both of those two. Yeah, but I can't like, tell them scary. apart. Yeah, they're both really they're both scary. I I think that The Conjuring was more scary to me than Insidious because yeah. I can't even tell you what Insidious is about. It's about a boy, I think. It's about that like demon boy. Yeah, I think. So. And that's all I know. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't actually that. know the plot or the premise of the movie, but yeah. I can picture the cover in my head and it has that creepy little boy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of them do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, so just to kick this off, this one's a doozy. Um, so Annabelle in The Conjuring is portrayed as like a like a Victorian porcelain doll. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, but in real life, Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll. So I think that's the first thing to like really put out there is she's not actually a porcelain doll. She's a Raggedy Ann that's doll. That's a little spooky. I don't really like that. Right. And so that, yeah, so now I like have what this like... like cabbage patch? No. Do you know what a Raggedy Ann doll like, looks like? Can you picture one in your head? I think so, but I'm like picturing for some reason like my mom's 1980s cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Raggedy Ann dolls are older. I don't know what year they like came they're, out. Are they like the all fabric doll? Yeah, they're okay, like all like fabric. The head is fabric. Yeah, and they have like the red, the red yarn hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look up a picture, of, but I think I posted one on our Instagram earlier. Pretty spooky. Yeah. So Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll, and she's one of like the larger ones, not one of the smaller ones. So there. Get that out of get that out of the way. She's a, a large raggedy doll. Yeah, she's a large raggedy doll. How and, big is large? Uh, look up a picture. Like I don't know, I don't know the exact scale, but she, but like we said, uh, Annabelle, the possessed demonic raggedy doll, was the main protagonist and inspiration for the Conjuring movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you the entire story of the Annabelle doll and like how she came to be and like what her background is. Um. So, the original doll was actually a gift to a woman named Donna in the 1970s. She was given to Donna um, as a birthday gift from her mom, who had actually bought her um, from a thrift store. How old was that? She was an adult. She lived on her own. She was actually a she student nurse. She was an nurse. adult, and she got this raggedy Yeah. I don't know if, like, you know, I'd like, like to think, like, maybe they were kind of, like, doll connoisseurs or doll collectors or something. Dude, my great-grandma was a doll collector, not necessarily like super big, but she definitely gave me a bunch of dolls, and I had dolls. <laughs> I had American Girl dolls, but that was it. I Nothing had like else. crazy porcelain dolls. Oh, yeah, no, and I don't like no. And she would literally make me put them face down. And when she was like, she wouldn't go to bed, Smart so they face down, and I'm like, why no. are you so spooked by them? I mean, it's a little spooky looking back on it. No, a porcelain know. doll or now a Raggedy Ann doll, absolutely not. I had American Girl dolls, but that was literally it. I can't find this actual size of Annabelle, like the Raggedy Ann doll, but it says like that the prop used in the movie was 18 inches. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, Donna was actually a student nurse, and she was living in an apartment in Connecticut with her roommate, Angie. And Donna, like I said, was given the doll as a gift from her mom as a birthday gift. And the year was 1970. So, when Donna and Angie um, first had the doll in the house... Um, the activity started by the doll making slight movements. Um, for example, like if they, she was placed on the couch, she would somehow end up on the floor or in a different chair in the living room. The girls didn't think much of it at first, and they tried to just like explain it away. 
by thinking that they may have accidentally just misplaced her or forgot where they actually put her. We tend you to know, do just that. like to rationalize it in their yeah, heads. Yeah, we tend to do that as human beings. Yeah. So down the road, the movement started to increase, and the doll would end up in different locations around the girl's apartment. Um, I don't like that. Yeah. So the doll would actually start to appear right outside Donna's bedroom door. Like if Donna went and like went into her room to go to sleep and close the door, the next morning she'd wake up and the doll would just be sitting outside of her room. That literally when you said that and I registered what you meant, my heart sank. I was like, oh, like outside of the door, the doll's just sitting there. Like that's awful. That's horrible to think about. Right. I hate it. <laughs> Sometimes they would even find the doll sitting around the apartment in different locations with its legs crossed or its arms folded. Like a real girl. Like just really unnatural positions for a doll to be in. <laughs> and one really creepy fact that I found was one time they actually found it um, leaning against the dining room chair. And they also found it kneeling on the chair in a, like a strange sort of position. The when, doll kneeling? Yeah, the doll the kneeling. The and fabric doll kneeling. Right. Yeah, and when they sense. tried to, like, manipulate the doll to see if they could get it to kneel, they were absolutely unable to do it. And it would just fall over. Oh, Like, it couldn't kneel at all. I would get rid of the doll. Right. Like, I actually just got chills saying that. Yeah, like, why would you not get rid of the doll? I didn't bring my fucking sage this time. <laughs> we need sage, you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Angie actually had a fiancé named Lou. And Lou from the get-go was always really sketched out by the doll, claiming that he believed it was evil, that it just gave him a really bad energy. Man has some intuition. Yeah. He didn't want to be around the doll, and he would actually often urge Angie and Donna to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. When he would come over, he would actually have them like put it in a different room so he didn't oh, have he to Oh, he didn't live it. with them? No, he didn't live with them. No. No. Oh. Yeah, but he would come over a lot from what I read. Like, he was there quite a bit. He becomes a huge part of this story. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, like, have no idea what this is about. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, Angie and Donna um, describe themselves as definite skeptics of paranormal. And they often, like I said, they would just, like, explain all this stuff away. Yeah, and they told Lou on several different occasions that they believed she was just an innocent doll and the weird weird activity was just them being... You know, forgetful or or paranoid. Right. So after the movements started to like really ramp up, they started to find notes around the apartment. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) You would, I would literally try to be like, somebody's playing a prank on me. Like somebody's trying to trick me as soon as like notes, like handwritten notes. Yeah. So the notes actually were written on old timey parchment paper. And neither of the girls owned parchment paper. So this was just, like, appearing. So not only are notes appearing, but, like, fucking parchment paper what is also fuck? just appearing. Like, from where? I what? have no idea. Like, well, Annabelle from Annabelle. Just, yeah. Like, make parchment paper appear? I guess so. Wait, like, parchment paper? Like, not for cooking, right? But, like, weird, like... Like, old-timey Old-timey, paper. like picturing a scroll or something yeah exactly oh, my or God. another harry potter reference is the paper they use in harry potter okay yeah. Paper. yeah okay yeah. <laughs> and the notes would say either help lou or help us whatever the fuck help that lou. means help lou i don't know what that i don't know what i that feel means, like but. the doll hates lou because lou's on to the doll right oh god help us i don't know do you think it's a bunch of souls in the doll 
Maybe, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So eventually things really escalated. And one night Donna came home from work. Like I said, she was a student nurse and so was Angie. And Annabelle was sitting in her usual spot on Donna's bed in her room. Um, When Donna walked into her room, she started to notice like a a red liquid pouring out of the doll's hands. And as she approached the doll, she noticed that it was actually blood. There is no rationalizing that. No. And and then when she got even closer, three dots on the doll's chest appeared that were also blood. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And something that I learned from just researching is that typically demonic symbols will come in sets of three. And there were three <gasps> dots on the doll's chest pouring blood, Ooh. including the blood from her hands. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. So when that happened, the girls had finally had enough. And they were like, okay, we need to stop being skeptical. Oh my gosh, skeptical. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We need to stop trying to explain this away and we need to get some serious help. Yeah. So they called them their first medium. So the medium came to the apartment and sat down with the girls and, of course, the doll, Annabelle. She told them a young girl around the age of seven was found dead there many years ago before the apartment complex was built. Mm-hmm. It used to be a large field and the spirit of the girl was still in the area when the doll came into the apartment and she decided that she was really fond of the doll and decided to possess the doll and live through the doll. Why is the girl so evil? I don't know. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I I mean, I guess I do know, but... (laughs) I kind of know. I kind of know. It's, you know, still a little gray. Uh, But Donna and Angie, actually, like, upon finding this out, decided that they were going to be really loving and giving towards the girl because they felt bad for her. Yeah. Um, she was I totally appear- get that. Yeah, you know, she was found dead and alone in the field. So they were like, we want to take her in and be nurturing and loving towards her. Um, so after the medium left, um, it was actually believed that this visit really angered Annabelle. Oh. And Lou started having nightmares of Annabelle attacking him and even frequent visions of him attacking um of her attacking him throughout the day. Just, like, normal oh, day. Like, dude, he'd be I going like... about his day, and he would have, like, visions of Annabelle attacking him. I feel like Lou must be very susceptible to, like, paranormal things. Yeah, he was definitely targeted by... Yeah. yeah by the, this doll. Yeah. By this demon. By, by this demon. By fucking Annabelle. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Annabelle's just the doll's name, right? Do we know the name of the girl? No, but it's... So, the medium actually, like, believed that the girl may have been named Annabelle, but that's not, like, fact. I, there was okay. a lot of, skepti- like, skepticism about that okay, while yeah. I was researching, but it's a theory. Okay. Yeah. So, one night, Lou was over having dinner at the apartment with Angie when Donna wasn't home. They started to hear movement in the apartment, and they thought that Donna was coming home. Mm. So, Lou got up to check uh, to see if she was coming home, but no one was there. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah. This sounds like okay. walking around your apartment. Right. Right. Oh. And they also so and then after that they're like, okay, is there an intruder? So he goes into Donna's room and notices Annabelle sitting in the chair and he goes over to investigate to see if she had been moving because obviously at this point he's aware that this doll is known to move around. He's like, you're showing up in my goddamn dream. Right. So <laughs> he walks over to her and as he's approaching approaching her, he starts to get like this really tight feeling in his chest. Ooh. And he actually told the Warrens later on that he felt this intense sense of dread and doom oh, coming no. over him. Something so horrible must have happened to this girl. I know. Mm. But then he looked down at his chest as he got closer to her and there were like scratch marks across his chest 
Oh no, that is a demon. Yeah. And when he went out to tell Angie about it, the scars and scratches just disappeared. Oh my god. Yeah, they were just they were just gone. Yeah, so like Lou's just like, so this just happened to me. I don't know if I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after that happened, a priest was called in to the apartment along with Ed and Lorraine Warren. You guys will remember them from the conjuring. Okay, They're yeah. the main characters in that. Um, I believe that Lorraine Warren is actually played by the mom in Bates Motel. Oh, okay. In those movies, so you yeah. might know her from that. So, when the Warrens came in, it was actually discovered that Annabelle's main goal was to take over and possess Donna's soul. Because if you guys remember from the Conjuring movies, Lorraine Warren is known to be a psychic medium and have, like, clairvoyant powers and she can communicate with the dead and see dead people and see ghosts so she was like straight away she was like this doll needs to be removed from your home she is trying to take donna over and i wonder why i don't know i think she wanted like how the like demon or the little girl was trying to take over the doll and live through her she ultimately wanted to live through a live person right yeah yeah so the Warren said that the demon um, doesn't possess items or things. Instead, they possess people, ultimately. But they can start off possessing things like a doll. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, but like I said, they ultimately want to move into a person. Oh, gosh. That's so scary and spooky. Demons are very, very scary. Yeah. So what ended up happening was the priest performed an exorcism on the apartment. And the Warren, Warrens, like you know, took Annabelle back to their home in Monroe, Connecticut, where they had the occult museum. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that the museum is still open. Like, I don't think it's somewhere we could go and visit today. Huh. I wonder why it's shut down. Because it was probably spooky. Huh. <laughs> well, you know. I bet no. spirits were just attaching themselves to people, and they were like, we can't. I, oh, yeah. I bet that was bad. <laughs> so, do you um, remember that whole, like, conspiracy theory that happened last year that Annabelle had actually escaped from the glass case that she's kept in. I do remember hearing about that. Ultimately, that ended up not being true. Oh, that's good. But there was a lot of, like, skepticism, and there were rumors going around that she had escaped, but she actually did Maybe she did. She came back. Right. So, the Warrens agreed that it would probably be best to take the back roads home from the girls' apartment, um, just due to the fact that they were scared that Annabelle would try to, like, kill them on the way home because she was angry she was being removed from the apartment. Um, so the entire drive home, their car was said to have been plagued with problems and the power steering failed, the brakes failed, the engine in the car kept stalling and the problem ceased a little while, a little while after, um, Ed Warren sprinkled Annabelle with holy water. (gasps) Wow. I don't like that. There's just nothing you can do when problems like that arise. That's so scary. Yeah. Holy shit. The holy water just burned the fuck out of her. She was like, ow. (laughs) Right? So when they first got the doll back to their house, um, Ed ended up putting her inside a drawer at his desk. That's it? Right. Like, I don't know what he was... I have no idea what he was thinking or why he thought, oh, I'm going to put you in a drawer in my desk and you just, like, won't fucking do anything. Yeah, like, you can see not get out of that. You know what this doll is capable of. Have you not heard the stories? I know you have. So, but apparently that lasted like five seconds because basically immediately she was seen rising out of the desk, levitating and levitating. Oh my God. She's so mad right now. She, cause she wanted Donna. Right. Is Right. Exactly. She was angry. Like, like oh I said, God. she was angry. She was yeah. being removed. She was angry about this whole situation because she wanted to possess Donna and live through her. 
Um, so apparently that activity quieted down and the Warrens believed that maybe it had just ceased altogether. So like I said, she was soon found in different rooms around the house. And she was also found sitting in the unnatural positions that I was telling you guys about before. Like, oh, like in the other apartment. Yeah, yeah, like kneeling or sitting with her arms and legs crossed. So Ed and Lorraine Warren decided they were going to call back in that same priest that had come to the girls' apartment to help them perform the, the same exorcism. Guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. But apparently, for some reason, he didn't take them seriously and wouldn't come to their house to perform an exorcism there. I don't know why. Because he was the same priest that had gone to that apartment. Maybe with them. he was scared and he was like, I think I'm he not was gonna scared. do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was scared. But unfortunately for him, he should have taken it seriously because after he visited them to talk about the situation, he had car problems the entire way home and then was in a terrible car accident. His car flipped over, the brakes failed, and the car was actually totaled. He wasn't badly, like, I remember seeing that in the movie. injured and he did survive. But he he was scared shitless, and he was pretty sure that it was related to doubting the Warrens about Annabelle. Yeah, no, I bet it was. Annabelle was pissed. Right. Don't doubt Annabelle. <laughs> Don't do that. I know. So after that incident with the priest being in the car accident, that's when Ed and Lorraine Warren ultimately decided they were going to get the glass case. And that's where she resides to this day. I wonder why the glass case keeps her spirit, like... I don't know. I'd have to, I want to do some research on that actually. I want to know what it is about the glass case that can contain the demonic spirit. Yeah, right? Like that's very interesting. Yep. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if the Warren um, museum is still open. I don't know if that's somewhere we could go and visit to actually see the real animal. I don't know if I I even want to. I would be pretty nervous that a spirit would attach itself to me. I'm a very paranoid person. And even if one didn't, there's no way that I wouldn't like psych myself into believing that a spirit's attached to me so i don't know if it's the greatest place for me to be (laughs) all right i just researched it for you guys and apparently it is closed down it's not somewhere you can go and visit forever yeah permanently forever i'm i think it's because there were probably so many incidents of people going there and having terrible things happen no yeah i mean i believe it so because there's not just annabelle there right there was like other things there is the museum though is the place still standing like could we drive by i I believe so yeah that makes my heart race thinking about driving by someplace like that oh i know i'd be scared to even drive past it i'd be like nope something's gonna happen i would be saging as we drive (laughs) i would be like have some holy water The Warrens were actually said to take some take an object from every investigation they did. I think I heard that in the movie. Yeah, like they like have like blurbs at the end that tell you the true facts or something. That might have been one of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's pretty spooky. They have a lot of stuff. Then hopefully they're not haunted or possessed. (laughs) I know. Most of the objects that they took um, were the objects that could like possess the spirit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably not in a good position i wouldn't do that no yeah i wouldn't do that like even if i did the type of work that they did like i would like dispose of the items oh yeah absolutely yeah. i don't know if there is a way to actually dispose of them i Can't think you burn it isn't that like what you're supposed to do no i don't think you can burn them because i think in every movie i've ever seen when you try to burn an object that's possessed by a spirit it, it just, just it just doesn't burn, burn. So there, what that's do you do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically it, you guys. That is the story of Annabelle. I hope you enjoyed it. 
crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good one. <laughs> if you liked the episode, please leave us a comment with your feedback um, or any questions that you have, and we will see you next week. Follow us on Instagram at the Witches Place Podcast, and email us your spooky stories at the Witches Place Podcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.